Welcome to Joyfield and Jesus Led. I'm your host, Tony Daniels, sharing real life stories and practical tools that not only let you know you're not alone, but also help you become the emotional, spiritual ninja warrior you were created to be. A relational revolution is sweeping through God's people globally. As the training champion for Luke 10, my key question has been, how do we help facilitate church in ways that help people grow healthy attachments to God and to each other? Duty-driven, guilt-based, programmatic, building-centered, pastor-led forms of church have proven ineffective in seeing sustained character development and spontaneous multiplication. In this episode, I break down the five components of this fundamental change that comes from seeing salvation as healthy attachment to God. In subsequent episodes during this season, I'll break down what facilitating this relational revolution can look like. I hope you enjoy. Hi, so this is Tony here today, and... I want to talk a little bit about this relational revolution that some of us are encountering in the world today, uh, in the Christian world today. If you've listened to Stories of the Revolution, the podcast that John White hosts at all, then you've heard much about this revolution, as he calls it. Some are calling it the relational reformation, which is just as amazing. And, um, you know, really my role in all of this is uh, to train facilitators to facilitate in ways that nurture this this type of revolution that we find happening. And so I want to start a series, a podcast series on facilitating the relational revolution. How do we how do we do that? If God's on the move, drawing his church out of the building focused, pastor led, program driven, guilt based and duty riven ridden way of being church, then how do we facilitate gatherings that actually nurture healthy attachment with God and with each other. So that's the topic I'm going to tackle in this season, which is quite daunting if you ask me. And I know I will miss tons of things that need to be said. So this is not the end all, but it's hopefully enough to start a conversation around how do we actually nurture these types of communities, if salvation really is growing a secure attachment to God and church really is growing a secure attachment with each other and God together, then how do we be church in such a way that actually nurtures that instead of um, actually sowing more uh, guilt and shame and duty-based and disconnection? So, Yeah, we want to get away from models of church that so disconnection. And, um, you know, unfortunately, most models do that. Even churches that I know that are so passionate about helping people connect, just the, the way that they're being church, unfortunately, is going against that very dynamic. And they don't even realize it. So um, that's what we're going to be talking about in this next series. So the first thing I want to do is contrast these this paradigm with um, the what Luke 10 is seeing 
um, as kind of what God's calling us into. So if it's not these things, um, building focus, pastor led, program driven, guilt do, guilt ridden. If it's not those things, then what is the body of Christ? What does healthy attachment to God look like, and in healthy community? And so, Luke ten, we've narrowed it down to five, our five core values. And other organizations are calling them different things, but honestly. Any organization or church that is nurturing healthy attachment has these components in it, and they might, like I said, call them different things. This is just the way we're calling them that's helpful for our community. So I'm just going to break these down just a little bit to help give the contrast of what this relational revolution looks like. The first part is um, of this racial, relational revolution is that we're seeing that it's joy-fueled instead of guilt-ridden and shame-based and duty-driven, right? So what does that mean in short? It means that we are learning how to share our emotions, first of all, and we're learning to be glad to be together no matter what. We're learning to be glad to be with ourselves no matter what. And we're learning how to get back to joy from all the negative emotions. And joy meaning someone's glad to be with me. So we check in every time we get together because we're practicing this skill of learning to be glad to be together no matter what, experiencing it in community and asking God, how do you feel about being with me? Uh, even though I'm angry today or even though I'm sad today or even though I don't even like myself, how do you feel about being with me, God? So that gets into Jesus led. But the first piece is this joy fueled. We, we, we are people that are being joy, fueled by joy instead of other things. And, you know, you see that in every one of the movements that's happening right now that God is using to foment and nurture this, this relational reformation or, or revolution. The second thing that we see that they all have in common is that they're Jesus led. Um, so instead of being program led or pastor led or, or even, um, insecure attachment led to some degree, meaning, you know, we, we struggle to, to, to know God and to serve him because we feel like in order to feel close to him, I have to keep serving him. And so sometimes we're even led by our insecure attachment instead of the, the, that God loves me <laughs> and wants to be with me and let, letting, of course, that joy be my motivation. So we're Jesus led. And that means that we know how to sense his presence. And we know how to hear his voice together in community, even not just individually, but together. And it, it's not only through the Bible, although it is a lot through the Bible. God, Jesus told us a lot in the word, but he tells us a lot every single day. God is a communicative God, communicative God who loves to talk to us and be with us. It is a relationship. Um, I, I cannot imagine being in the house with my children and only handing them a book I wrote, you know, 10 years ago, let's say, to them and never actually speaking to them again their entire life. How weird would that be, right? If I'm right here in the house and I tell them to go read a book to get to know me, it just doesn't even make sense anymore. And, you know, 65 million people in the United States alone have walked away from the institutional church as they knew it because it was killing their faith, because it did not nurture this type of communicative relationship with God in community, which is a safer way, obviously, to be doing this. So 
So these movements of this relational restoration, um, this relational revolution that's happening, we see that it's joy-filled and it's Jesus-led. Um, another aspect that we're noticing is that it involves communities of practice, and that's a huge piece of it because most communities of faith are information focused. They really believe that if you just learn the right information, if you know the truth, right, intellectually, that somehow you're going to transform. And, um, you know, we've just seen that that does not work. That is not, we are the most intellectually intelligent community of God I know in the United States of America. And yet we are definitely not the most transformed people of God, unfortunately. And um, so many pastors are, are being burnt out and found in inappropriate relationships and so many things going on that, that if knowledge could help us live transformed lives, you would think we would all be there. So this, this aspect of community of practice, it, it's saying that basically I, my relationship with God and with each other is actually almost like a muscle that I have to practice, that I have to grow. So kind of like playing piano is a skill that I learn over time and over lots of practice. Actually relating healthily to each other and to God is a skill I have to practice and learn and grow. And so we, in this new kind of revolution that's happening, we all realize, you know what, I need practice. I need to be with a group of people who are all focused on getting better at relating to each other and better at relating to God. So we practice things that help grow those relational skills. And we get it wrong sometimes, and we're allowed to get it wrong with each other because we're practicing, and that's how we learn and how we grow. So these communities of practice become very, very important in uh, this relational revolution that we're seeing. The next thing that, um, and there's five of these, so these are the first three aspects of this relational revolution that we're seeing. The, the fourth one is what we call spiritual moms and dads in Luke 10, um, training spiritual moms and dads. And, you know, in other movements uh, like the Thrive movement, they would probably call them elders, um, but elders in the biological sense of the word, not just the way church has used that word in the past, but biologically meaning these people don't have children at home anymore that they're caring for. So they're in a stage of life where they can now sacrificially care for an entire community because they've already sacrificially cared for their own children, their own family, and now those children might be out of the house. And so these elders have more time and energy to devote to other people and to be able to care for this whole community without expecting anything in return because they have their needs met. They have their needs met because they're in communities of practice and because they know how to relate to God in a way that fills them and fulfills them and each other. And so out of these, this mutuality that they share with other elders, with other spiritual moms and dads, they can now sacrificially care for others and create spaces for other people. Um, these spiritual moms and dads also, it, it's almost like saying every person's a pastor, right? So instead of a church where you have one pastor or a staff of pastors who take care of the spiritual needs of the community, in this model, we see every person as a pastor to some degree, and they can pastor their own family. And every family can become a church uh, in that, in the best sense of the word. And in 
as a healthy family relates to itself, everyone in that family can connect heart to heart with each other and listen to God together. Um, and then when these families gather in with each other, there's just a vibrancy and a, a powerful transformation that takes place because they're practicing being uh, family <laughs> in the best sense of the word um, every single day of the week, not just once a week. And so these spiritual moms and dads are are really key to this movement because um, God calls his calling them out and he's equipping them. And so another word for these could be facilitators in Luke 10. We call these spiritual moms and dads facilitators and um, we train them in how to nurture these ecosystems of grace or these families. And, and that's the last one is ecosystem of grace. So the last uh, trait, I guess, that we're seeing in this revolution, this relational revolution is that instead of, um, you know, church being um, performance oriented, where I go, but I really just listen to someone preach and I watch people on stage. Yes, I might sing, um, and I might even pray while I'm at church, but really I'm, I'm in a place of receiving. I, I, there's not much, I can't really give to others. I can't share what Jesus has said to me or share what God's doing in my life in the way most people are doing church. So this ecosystem of grace changes that whole paradigm because it says in order for me to encounter God, I need to see God in each person I'm with. I need to see the multifaceted wisdom of God showing up in all of the people around me. That's how I'm going to connect to God today. Not because someone preaches or teaches um, or because a great worship time is had, but because I actually get to know the people around me and I get to see uh, how God interacts with each one of them. And you might be thinking, well, that's impossible to do in a group of more than five or six people. But even if we could train people to do that in, in smaller groups, it would be amazing because most small groups don't function this way. They're still based on the teaching paradigm um, or even the preaching paradigm where one person comes with a message and everyone else listens. So um, the eco understanding an ecosystem of grace and how to nurture that is going to be essential for this uh, relational revolution. So those are the, the key values, uh, the core values and the core differences that we're seeing. And um, over the next weeks, I'm just going to break these things down and talk about how to facilitate in a way that nurtures healthy attachments with God and with each other. So how do we facilitate a relational revolution? Thanks so much for joining me today. And um, I look forward to this conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Joy Field and Jesus Led. If this is your first time hearing about being church relationally, you might want to pick up the book, The Other Half of Church by Michael Hendricks and Jim Wilder, or Luke Ten's book, Joy Fueled and Jesus Led. The links are in the show notes below. Until next time.